Hi guys, welcome to Joyride. My name is Richard. First of all, I'd like to apologize for not bringing out the podcast last Thursday. The reason for this was that Heike, my partner, my girlfriend, has uh, been vac- vaccinated and she was feeling very, very sick of it. So I had to take care of it and uh, I was actually a bit shocked by the effects a vaccine has. I don't think it should be like that. Anyway, that was the reason it was not on Thursday, but today on Sunday. It also gave me the reason to make a topic about it, about the body. The ultimate symbol of who we are. It is our identity and our proof of our existence. It shows us how successful we are or how unsuccessful we are, how strong or how weak we are. Even the you know, world's best athletes claim from time to time that after a successful period, if they get injured, then they come with a statement that uh, their body decided not to do anymore what is expected of it. So this thing, this body is capable of thinking of its own. To keep it satisfied, you only have to treat it with the utmost care. Indeed, you know, like they said, like a temple. Because heaven forbid that if it decides to work against us and makes us look weak. But what if I tell you that the body is actually nothing to worry about? Or at least not in a matter that we think we should worry about. Today I'll talk about which come as an disappointment for some of you, but for many I believe it comes as a huge relief. Today is the day that you might start to change your thought about the body, about your temple. This could be a changing day. Joyride is a podcast where I talk about joyfulness and the power of joyfulness. That deep-rooted inner human power that makes life fun, a little adventurous and very very happy. Weekly and in 20 minutes max, I will explain you and I will help you how to unlock and unleash your joyfulness so you can benefit too from the amazing opportunities and possibilities it will give you. For more information, please go to richarddixon.com or join me every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. I'm so glad you're here. Let's be joyfulness and let's do this. Welcome back. So, I said before that the body is nothing to worry about. Now, logically, the next question would be, so what is it, right? Well, let's find out. And there is an easy an easy way to find out. If you listen often to my podcast, you know that I love to simplify things. I'd love to everybody to understand it. And for that, I need to make it as, as, as easy, as simple as possible. So, um, I invite you to join me on this what we're going to do a little exercise it can be done wherever you are wherever you're listening right now and i know some of you are listening my podcast in the car and even while you're driving don't worry you can do this ready just sit and relax take a deep breath and look around you just take a look around and then pick three four or five items randomly no matter what they are they are absolutely no importance other than for this simple exercise. And usually I would say to people, write write these items down, these three, four or five things. But of course, if you're driving, that (laughs) that will be not such a good idea. So I'll suggest for the guys who are driving, just pick three things and 
remember the ones you picked out. Next step is, now you decided your items, decide what primary use of this item is. For instance, I'll give you an example. I'm sitting here in front of my computer, and if I if I would pick three items, that would be, I don't know, my, my laptop, a microphone, and, and my chair. Three simple things. The primary use for my laptop is to save my work. Of course, I could also say, you know, it, I can use my primary uh, use is uh, taping this, this podcast or, or gaming, even if I would like to game or watch some sport or the news or the weather, whatever. But still, for me personally, the primary use of my laptop is to save my work. And the same goes, uh, for instance, for my chair. I mean, it, it is as, as easy as it gets. I mean, you know, I can end, I ask anybody. I could throw over my clothes over my chair or, or stand on it on a chair, you know, to change a light bulb or whatever. But still, the primary use of a chair in general is to sit on it, right? It's the same as a table, for instance. It has its primary use. If you have done this and you picked your items and and you've given it the, um, like I said, the, the, the primary use and you have clear what it is, then pick your body and think about what is the primary use of your body. Hmm. If you are like me when I asked myself this question, my I was a little bit dumbstruck. I was like, uh, okay. And I thought, hey, that is a question. And I, you know, and then of course, after a couple of seconds, the left side of the brain takes over and it starts to make stuff up. The from primary use from my body is, I don't know, walking, writing, and even sex, you know, making love came out of it. But after a while, I had to admit that none of these, you know, let's call them excuses my brain came up with, it didn't make any sense at all. I knew I had to dig deeper if I wanted to come up with something, some conclusion that would make my body portents that I always gave it. But I couldn't. And now I can say after so, so long time, <laughs> luckily I couldn't. took me a while, but... Eventually, I also found the answer, which for me made, when I found it and I read it, it made completely and perfect sense to me. And if I recall the feeling and the emotions that came with that answer, I think it's also the right one. But that is, hey, that's everybody for itself. Now think about it. Because if you think about the primary, the normal primary uses of a body, you know, like I said, the walking, I don't know, the running for, for what is, you know, having sex, whatever, anything, doesn't make sense at all. When I found out that the body has, well, essentially one, I would say a good second primary use, actually two, which can be reduced to one, these primary uses of the body are, and it's no particular order, they are a communication tool. Or a learning tool. I'm personally, I tend to lean that the body is a communication tool, as learning is an aspect of communication. But hey, that is that is splitting here. Let us keep us with those. The primary use, if you think about it, the primary use of a body is to communicate or to learn. Let me explain what I mean with that. And and for that, I go back. Once more back to the athletes, where they were saying like things like, you know, uh, 
oh, my body left me stranded or, you know, my body didn't do anymore what I wanted to do or, or, or my body decided otherwise. Let's be honest. If you think about it, you know, that's just a bunch of bullshit. If you just think about it, it's like it's even hilarious. You know, it would be like, you know, walking in a mall. You know, you're just walking any ordinary mall and you're walking somewhere, for instance, the food court, you know, looking for some, some something to eat. And at one moment, your body decides, you know what? Forget it. I go to the bookstore. And your legs, you know, they take you to the bookstore, although you want to eat something. Think about it. It's, or even worse, think about it, that you're walking there and the body decides, you know what? I see in everything a nail. The body rushes over to the hardware store, grabs itself a hammer and starts demolishing everything it sees in its path. Now, I wonder what the police or the insurance company will say to you if you say, you know, you got arrested for, for demolishing and breaking things. You said, yeah, I'm, hey, dude, I'm sorry. My body decided to grab a hammer and started hammering on everything. Let's be honest, jail is probably the best solution i mean anything else it's getting worse it is ridiculous a body doesn't have a mind of its own it cannot decide to do something on its own it just can't it is ridiculous think about it <laughs> what it can do on the other hand is to do exactly that what it is instructed to let's be honest if you want to you know, take your cup of coffee, you take your cup of coffee, you reach out your hand and take up the mug or the cup, whatever it is, or if you're on the right something, you, your body, your hand takes up the pencil and starts writing. That is what it does. So in other words, the only thing what it can do is what it is instructed to be. And the only thing who can do that, indeed, is our mind. That is actually, by the way, you know, if you're going back to these athletes, that is probably one of the reasons that athletes and every I don't know, football club, baseball club, they are in touch with sports um, psychologists because they ex they know exactly how it works and they that the, the mind needs to be sorted out to have the body functioning and doing exactly what it was that they were programmed or, or planned to do and the same reason is why psych uh, psychosomatic clinics pop up like mushrooms in the fall and for those who don't know what is psychosomatic psychosomatic medicine is the field that deals with syndromes that manifest themselves uh, physically knowing and and accepting the awareness that beyond these physical manifestation is a psychological factor and it's a clear fact not only people do realize and become aware of that now also more and more medical professionals become aware and and realize that the solutions are to be found there where it started in the first place in the mind and a good example for this are for instance burnouts high blood pressure, cardial, uh, heart diseases and problems, uh, back pain, anxiety, uh, I don't know, the list goes on and on and on. Because causes are found for these manifestations physically, and causes for these are often found, not only often, primarily actually, in worrying, hatred, and also hate to oneself. Don't underestimate that. Underestimate that. I mean, it's very easy to find out. 
Just think about something or somebody that you are worried about or even hate. And that includes yourself. It's if, if it is hate, you hate yourself. I mean, how many people look at them in the mirror and instead of said, you know, I love who you are. I love you. Because it doesn't matter how you look. But they say, no, I don't like, you know, that this, this, this fat or that I'm this or that I'm that. I mean, there's a whole industry for that. You got the fillers, you got the Botox, you got the surgery, you got anything. Just because people don't like them. Going back to that, thinking about something or somebody that you're worried or hate about, then think, realize how often that thought about that person or, or that thing sticks with you during the day. It's like it's like a, a how do you call it? a chewing gum under your shoe. It's very annoying and it sticks there the whole time unless you take it away. And that is exactly the same with the thought. Now, a good example, for instance, is a is an, um, an a recent study made in China, and that is, of course, while we are in in, in worldwide um, COVID situation. And in China, they wanted to see if there was a difference in in the well-funded clinics and, well, let's say the not-so-well-funded clinics or the poor clinics for what it's worth regarding treatments of COVID, you know, how, how the outcome is. And, of course, the well-funded clinics, they had the, the, the doctors, the surgery, the, 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 the medicine, they have everything. And the poorer or the less funded clinics, they didn't have access to those kind of things. They had also good doctors, of course, but not so good or the medicine. And for people who know traditional Chinese medicine is nature based, they have herbs and they do a lot of meditation and and also walking outside, uh, you know, to boost the immune system. So those less funded clinics did exactly the same. And they, they did a research, you know, which one came out better. And the results are actually very stunning. It blew my mind away when I read it. And they had both clinics to say, so bo- both um, the, the well-funded and the lesser-funded, had severe cases, serious casualties, people unfortunately dying or very sick. But, and now it comes... The well, the not so well-funded clinics scored way much better. First of all, they had very, very much less casualties, and also the time period of uh, people treated for COVID was. We're talking about days, not weeks. We're talking about days, and that they just did the thing, the meditation, herbal teas, like I said before. They went for a walk when they could to go outside and 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 boost that immune system. But primarily, meditation, keeping the mind flowing in in a positive, in an optimistic way. That was and the results, like I said, it was stunning. So what makes that with the idea our body is a temple? Remember we said that in the beginning. Well, actually it is. <laughs> Take the temple as a good example. The question, however, is where does the attention of the caretaking go to? If we talk about the, the temple, do, is it about, you know, the walls? Do we, you know, give it a good painting? Is that important or is it better to optimize the information the temple holds? You know, to be accurate, to be good, progressive, to go forward, to be joyful, things like that. What is what is it worth to have a, a, a nice color of paint on the wall that looks very nice and very shining but that it's useless 
and a waste of time and energy and money if the temple is used, I don't know, as a garbage trash. In other words, what good does it do to protect or even fight for our body if we leave there with it holds the information and, and our emotions completely empty or fill it up with junk and rubbish? But does that mean that we have to go all vegan or vegetarian? Well, those who listened to my previous podcast know that it's absolutely not what I'm saying. On the contrary, I mean, come on. But what I'm saying is that we need to be careful with what you fill your temple with. And by that, I don't mean just the stuff that goes into it, but also the way how we think about the stuff that goes in. Because the body can only do what it is instructed to do. If somebody thinks an orange is poisonous and rotten, the body cannot do anything else as it is instructed and to react like that. And make no mistake, this thinking goes 24-7. It goes on and on. And it's not only what we think about, but also what we receive from information from the outside to us. So, yeah, healthy eating or healthy food, it supports without questioning the temple. When the thinking is about... Like I said, the rubbish and the garbage, even the healthiest food on earth cannot save a temple or your body from tumbling down eventually. See it like, for instance, like a fungus. That is a good example, actually. If you look at the information coming inside like a fungus, it's moist. Uh, and, you know, when it's getting dark, it spreads. And it, it's, we all know the fungus is poisonous. The worst part is it eats a building from the inside out. And if it's kept untreated if it keeps on growing you know you have to take it out you have to take a whole building down because the the, the fungus itself won't go away anymore once it gets you know a hold of a summer situation it keeps there it keeps there and go on and on what can we do about to start up this process and have our temple to work for us of course change our thought that is the first thing you know but that's easier said than done so if you start this process by, by your thought, you could begin, for instance, loving yourself. Look in the mirror and say to yourself, I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. I love you. And I can assure you, by the last one, you will look down because it's very hard to say to yourself, I love you. But it's a good start. And once you're there, it goes automatically. And then fill it up with good thoughts, with other good thoughts. Or like Peter Pan, you know, the happy thoughts. And secondly, we can fill up, we can support this whole process, this whole thinking process with what we put into our temple besides the happy thoughts. And it's also one of the most asked questions I receive on the topic. They say, Richard, what can we do to speed up this process? What do we need? What specific or particular thing we need to do? There must be something. And I've mentioned that many times in my other previous podcasts, in my blogs or whatever, drink two glasses of water when you wake up and drink it before your coffee and before your breakfast and before meditating or before anything else you do. Drink these two glasses of water. Because drinking water in the morning is the single best thing anybody can do. Because shortly said, it balances out our system, the, the mind, the body and the spirit in one go. And then remember, you are not your body. Your body is nowhere near being important. You are important. Your body cannot and will not do anything until you tell it exactly what to do. It's not the other way around. <laughs> no way. Your body cannot do anything without you 
You are important. Your body is just a communication tool and it tells you precisely what is going on. And it tells you also for a reason, namely that you can act on it. We are not here, I said it many times, we're not here to suffer or experience pain. We are really, literally here to enjoy ourselves and our lives. And our body is designed to tell us that. Nothing more and nothing less. So I suggest look in the mirror, love yourself and say it. I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. I love you. And your body will do the same for you. And that's it for today again, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it opened your eyes. You'll see how important you are and your body comes second. And if you have questions, you know the drill. Send me an email and I'll come back to you. Wishing you all a very good week. Have a lot of fun. And remember, be joyfulness. Bye-bye.